Now then, it's the morning show at East Coast. The cool scientist joins us, uh, Sean Duke. Good morning, Sean. Hi, Declan. Morning. Good to, good to talk to you, and we'll come to that story in a second. P- people literally don't know when to shut up uh, in a second. But uh, Elon Musk, he's back in the news again, and a bit of bad luck this time. Yeah, a bit of bad luck, but not all bad luck. Uh, he's building a rocket, a Starship rocket, it's called. And this essentially will be a way to reuse rockets. So we know that rockets in the past, they used to go up and then they'd be jettisoned and just dumped up in space. So now the the next generation being developed by Elon Musk to bring people to the moon and to Mars and to travel around, the you know, looking at satellites, repairing satellites, these are going to be reusable. And so he's had two attempts now to get a reusable space starship rocket, as he calls it. Uh, And basically what what they were doing was it goes very high up, it goes up about six miles, and then it has to go horizontal and come back down and land intact. So pretty amazing manoeuvres. The first two exploded. The third one yesterday did pretty well, actually. It went on to the horizontal okay, and then it came down and the rockets, uh, the rocket thrusters came on and it landed fine. But then it, it essentially it toppled over the little legs that hold it up. Uh, it toppled over and it exploded. But it's it uh, you know that's not good. But basically, it's in general, it looks like they're making progress on having these reusable uh, spacecraft that are going to take us to the moon and Mars, etc. Right, gosh, he's, he has the money to keep trying all these things anyway, that's the thing. Um, sure the Science News of the Week with uh, Sean Duke. Now, as regards COVID, 9 out of 10 COVID deaths have been in countries with high rates of obesity, they say. So yeah. uh, that's the, the Western world generally. So tell us more. Yeah, well, as we, we, we've seen, the, the countries that are really being badly affected are the US, the UK, uh, Ireland to an extent, Europe, Western Europe. So uh, the question is why? Well, age is a factor. Uh, these countries are freer, so it's harder to you know impose lockdowns, etc. But a huge factor, and scientists are now realizing that after age, age is the number one risk factor, as we know. But by far, the second most important thing is weight and being overweight. Uh, and we know already, scientists have known that if you're overweight, that it increases your chances of getting uh, flu and other diseases. So now they see that the, the, the statistics are quite amazing, actually. If you look in the UK, for example, about 80% of the people that end up in ICU, if you look at them, are either overweight or obese. Uh, and countries in the West obviously have a bigger problem with that than other countries. You compare with, say, Vietnam, for example, where it has the second lowest uh, rate of COVID in the world and also extremely low levels of overweight or obesity. So really, uh, what they're saying is that, you know, just for those that don't know, the BMI is how you measure it, the body mass index, uh, which if it's a 25 or above, uh, then you're overweight or obese is 30 and above, I think. So, you know, a lot of people now in the West are, are, are the problem is that we're looking at normal weight uh, being actually overweight. And overweight really is seen as the obesity weight. 
pace. So the new normal, if you like, is too high and we're going to have to do something about this. And the, the head of the World Health Organization has been talking about this and he's saying that, look, as part of preparation to prevent another pandemic, which eventually will come, but to make it less damaging than this one, is we're going to have to deal with the obesity issue because really uh, we're so vulnerable. And we think that it's to do with um, this inflammation thing. But basically, if you're heavier, that your body uh, gets inflamed, which means that it reacts against itself, if you like. And that inflammation reaction, that propensity to do that, is what happens in COVID. So uh, it's affecting our immune systems, it's affecting everything, and we, we really have to tackle it. Okay, we'll get around to it sometime, which leads us to the next uh, science story, procrastination. And uh, people are maybe elongating the jobs to fit in with the day and don't get everything they wanted done or normally would do if if times were back uh, pre-March 2020. So tell us more. Yeah, procrastin- uh, procrastinating. Uh, this is an article in National Geographic. Uh, we'd all all have felt it, I think, at lockdown that basically, you know, you're not getting as much done. I know it's the case with me, but I know from talking to friends, it's the same, that you're not getting as much done. There's not a sense of urgency. So what's going on? Uh, and scientists have decided that this is important, that we need to look at this question. And the psychologists, science psychologists who've looked at it say that procrastination is essentially, it's a way of coping. It's a way of dealing with emotion. And at the moment, they say that there's a battle going on. Or, well, there's always a battle, but at the moment, there's a particular battle going on from between the two parts of our brain that control what we do. One is the ancient system, which is the called limbic system, and that's uh, fight or flight. So if you're presented with a threat, you, you run, essentially. Uh, that's linked to impulsive behavior, instant gratification, all of those things. So that's the ancient system. And then we've got the modern uh, system, more modern, which is our pre, the frontal parts of our brain, which is uh, our logic, where we plan and we coordinate and plan for the future. So at the moment, when we have a lot of anxiety and fear out there, Uh, The limbic system is winning over the prefrontal cortex system. So our ancient brain is ruling us, if you like. So this means that, you know, instead of putting off tasks that seem very daunting, we're a bit anxious, we're a bit upset, that we, uh, we, we instead we go for the Netflix or, you know, we look at a TikTok (laughs) recipe or we we look for a way out. Uh, so it's all so, down, down yeah, to the p- pandemic. Uh, listen, just exactly. on, on the last one, which is the one I mentioned earlier on, people literally don't know when to shut up. Science has been looking at this <laughs> and seemingly <laughs> it's true. Tell us more. It, it's amazing, actually, because we all, we've all we all had this thing. In Ireland, of course, people say, I'll let you go. And that kind of is your signal to stop. And, you know, who stops the conversation and how do you judge it? Uh, And apparently we're very bad at this. There's a new study out, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, which is a big prestigious journal in America. And we're very bad, it seems, at judging when we should cut off, when the other person wants to end the conversation. So that they found, um, you know, in, in tests where they did this in experimental conditions, they, people were asked, uh, you know, uh, they were given a conversation, the, the topic, and they were looked at, and they were asked afterwards, do you think the conversation went on too long or too short or whatever it was? And about 64% of the people got it totally wrong, um, and they had no idea. And you would you hear people complaining that, oh, that person kept me on talking for too long. That's the general complaint. But actually, in about 30% of cases, people wanted the conversation to go on longer. 
than it did and it was cut off too short <laughs> so you know uh, we, we, we're, we're bad at judging this and, and, and they, they reckon <laughs> so you know we, 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 we are social creatures but that's one thing we're very poor at <laughs>